Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! Yeah. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. I was going to have Katie Jo Zydema in as my co-host. Unfortunately, she was not feeling very well and uh, she's resting at home, which I think is very wise. So I'm going to try to pronounce my guest co-host's name with a accent, not a British one, preferably, right? A little Italian on this one. <laughs> little Italian. A little you Ita have to do the hands you like this. You have to do this right? to really make it come out correctly. <laughs> Olicio Zoppe. Beautiful. Was that Perfect. Good? That was... Did I pass? We need those round that, of applause, right? That was very good, From yes. the studio audience. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, we don't have one. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's wonderful. We've got a great show lineup, and we're going to be chatting to you in the second half of the show yep, yep. about Cavallo Equestrian Arts. Yes, yes. And Cirque the wonderful Maceo. show that you're going to be doing here. Cirque so. Maceo. This is the fourth time we'll be here in Ocala, and uh, obviously this is the place to be uh, with, for, with an equestrian show. So it's you know this is uh, kind of where we began in 2012. So it's uh, it's always nice to come. That's wonderful. Well, yeah. thank you for being with us. And we'll talk a lot later about that. Uh, but first of all, just a few quick reminders. Um, Air Show Jumping is coming up in January. Of course, our friend Bill Worthington. Um, we will be there. Uh, Gigi and I will be there covering that. And that should be a wonderful uh, second year at the Florida Horse Park for their Winter Classic. So I'm really excited about that. Um, horse Fever has arrived in Ocala, I see this week. The plain white horses arrived uh, in the warehouse and that artwork will be beginning. So we're very excited to see horse fever return. I personally always have horse fever, um, but uh, still absolutely thrilled uh, to see that all coming to pass. And hopefully we'll get Laurie Zink on the show to talk a little bit about it. In the second segment, we're gonna be talking to Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith on the phone. And we're going to just be talking to him about some things that our viewers commented on. And then I also have a question about Duncan for him. Um, and I'll tell you who Duncan is shortly. Uh, then we have my dear friend, uh, Otto Thorwolf. He's going to be on the telephone with us. One of these days I'm going to talk him into coming to Ocala uh, to be here in the studio with us. He, of course, uh, was the actor that played the part of Ronnie Turcott in Disney's Secretariat movie. He did a phenomenal job. Recently, uh, he wrote a book, No Ordinary Champion. It's absolutely phenomenal book. We're gonna to talk to him a little bit about that. Then after that, the rest of the show, I'm actually going to spend with my guest co-host, and we're gonna talk a little bit about how he got started, his family background, and some of the things that you're gonna see in this show um, that certainly is worth attending. So a great lineup. Um, going to start off with a bit of news and unfortunately I, I don't ever like uh, any kind of bad news um, so let me tell you something really cool first so this morning at exceptional mornings at the chamber breakfast uh, we always pray and then we do the um, the pledge of allegiance mm. and I didn't realize it didn't really hit me until this morning and I went and all of a sudden I thought this is the first time I have said the Pledge of Allegiance since I was approved as a citizen of the United States. Oh, and it wow, caused me to awesome. like tear up a little bit. Yeah. Feels good, huh? Yeah, it was really like, you know, I've always said it. I've said it ever since I came here and always put my hand on my heart and always been respectful about it and everything. But I just realized. The meaning it, had, yes, had it just changed suddenly, a little bit Yeah, there. it was like, oh, now it's mine. <laughs> That's fantastic. I know, it was really neat. It was a neat experience. So let me tell you that before I get to the bad news. Um, unfortunately, uh, Carlick has claimed the life of leading dressage horse and sire Totilis at age 20. Very sad news to hear that wow. today. Um, he went, underwent an emergency operation but was unable to be saved. He actually died on December the 15th. 
Um, he, of course, won the Grand Prix Freestyle at the 2010 World Equestrian Games with Edward Gow. Lots of tributes from riders, breeders and fans have been flowing in like crazy since the news of his passing broke. So prayers and thoughts to all connected there always makes me very sad. Also, awesome again, the winner of the 1998 Breeders' Cup Classic and sire of four Breeders' Cup winners also died on the same day at Old Friends wow. Retirement Farm. And I love Old Friends in Georgetown, Kentucky. He was 26 years old. Uh, Michael Blowen, who is the founder and president of Old Friends, made the announcement yesterday. Very sad. Um, they don't know the cause of his death, but there is a necropsy pending, so um, hopefully a veterinary report. I have a 35-year-old horse, so anytime I hear about these things, I always go. Yeah, it's always it's, it's always upsetting. painful, and we've we've all we've all been there at some we point. We have. I know. It's tough. We hate it, don't yeah. we? It's yeah. terrible. It's like a family member, yeah. uh, for sure. So uh, those, unfortunately, both sad news, but on a kind of acute note. And actually, this is one of my questions for Dr. Kayot, but he doesn't know yet. So I'll be interested to what his answer is going to be. A miniature horse named Duncan. I love the name Duncan. Sorry, it must be a British thing. I think you know, so. that's Duncan. He's pretty cute. Um, is actually undergone what is believed to be the world's first successful total hip replacement in an equine. Wow, I can't even imagine what uh, the work that that entailed. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Crazy. He was first admitted to the Philip Leverhulme Equine Hospital at the University of Liverpool in July for an investigation of severe hind limb lameness. They did a CT scan confirmed fears that Duncan had dis dislocated his left hip joint and damaged it irreparably. If you say anything like my mini, he was probably doing something really naughty when that happened, because most of the time that's what my mini does. Absolutely. It's something Absolutely. naughty. It's yeah. terrible. You're the best at it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mine is always up to no good. I can see him doing something like that to himself just because he was doing something he shouldn't have been, yeah. trying to climb through somewhere he thought he could fit or... You name it. We have a very naughty mini as well. Do He's you? in the show. His name's Bucho. He's a little 10-year-old stallion. And uh, yeah, and naughty is what he does in the show. And he rascal. does it well. Yes, yeah. yes, they always do. Uh, equine surgical specialist Dave Stack said treatment options for such a problem were very limited, especially with extensive damage uh, done to the head of the femur. He discussed the predicament with two small surgical specialists and they decided and agreed that his best chance of recovery was a hip replacement. Um, the procedure apparently had been attempted in small ponies before, but all known previous operations had failed. Uh, so careful preparation and, and discussion and, and knowledge of these specialists went into this whole process. And then working together at Liverpool's Small Animal Teaching Hospital, uh, they were able to replace his left hip using state-of-the-art implants designed for use in large dogs. Imagine that. Unreal. It's pretty neat, it's isn't really, it? It's really amazing to see such a big step in equine surgery. That's really huge, is. isn't yeah. it? I wish they could do that with colic, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Can we please have the <laughs> please? answer? Please, exactly. That's no. what we need. I know. The hip is a big deal, but colic would be great. Deal. I know, wouldn't it? I'm, I'm definitely ready for... Um, for some relief and that I hear about that all the time, especially this time of year. And actually, that's something to be aware of. You know, it's a lot chillier the last few days. And tomorrow's mm -hmm. supposed to be a lot uh, cooler day. So be aware of those things. Make sure your horses are drinking enough water. Maybe add a little sprinkle of salt if you think they aren't. And uh, just watch their intake of hay. You don't increase it too much. We all like to give them a bit more when it's cold. Um, but when you bump it up a lot and they're not drinking as much, that can cause all sorts of problems as well. So. Be aware of the weather here. It tends to go sometimes from 30 to 80. It's a little tough on the horses at times. Uh, we're actually ready for our first break. We've got a great Horse Farms Forever video uh, to play for you while we make sure Dr. Kayot's not on an emergency call. And we'll get him on the phone for a chat in the second segment. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back.
Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I got, I got uh, several comments about last week's show and uh, how. So that was that was. It's been a good one. I hear that. I had like. Dr. Russell called or texted me. Oh my gosh, what's hilarious? You're awesome on there. And That's great. Then I, got, then I got one of my clients texting me, telling me why pandas use poop, and all oh, this. It was just, it was just funny. It must have been, it was a hit. That must have been, that, that was a top fiber, top fiber last week. <laughs> Doctor K, up, we're back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. I have a very special guest co-host in the studio, Olicio Zoppe from Cavallo Equestrian Arts, and Dr. Kayot is with us on the telephone from Peterson and Smith, and was just sharing with us how many comments he got last week from other people who heard him on the show, and he was hilarious. And actually, I think we should do much more throwing you under the bus, Dr. K.R., because it's really fun, and you never know what might happen. (laughs) And I did ask him. I did ask him last week if he knew that pandas roll in horse poop because they actually coat themselves in it, and it keeps them warm. Really? Yeah. How often do pandas run into horse poop? That's a good question. Apparently they seek it out and roll in horse poop. Yes. Wow. I know. I didn't know this. And Dr. K.O. didn't see the bet anyway. I haven't seen that on National Geographic. (laughs) What's wrong with that? I'm disappointed. They need to get me on. There you go. I actually, don't you think I sound like I should be on National Geographic with my accent? Absolutely. It's one of the main intelligent things. They never have anybody with like a regular. American accent. It's always Australian, British, yeah. uh-huh. something like that. Yeah. It's true. Always. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, it is. You're right. We should. That's what we should do. So we did have a listener who had a question for you, and um, it's a good one. And that is, she has um, her name is Caroline Camp, and she has a 30-year-old horse. And 30, like 30. 30. Yeah, I know. Okay. I talk funny, don't I? Yes, three zero thirty. Um, I'm sorry. Even though I got my citizenship, I still can't roll my R's. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, so she wanted to know if her horse should still get the core vaccines uh, a couple of times a year at that age. It is recommended, um, even at that age, to continue to get your core vaccines. Um, there have been no studies uh, that I certainly know of. They're out there on uh, geriatric horses and uh, antibody levels. So we assume that a 30-year-old horse is uh, basically the same as uh, any other horse. And uh, hey, he's 30 years old and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I would uh, continue to vaccinate, yes. And would you break those up into maybe two different visits rather than all at once for an older horse? Kind of just depends on the horse. Um, certainly, it does, that's um, not really an age thing. That's more a response to the vaccine. Some horses get a little bit more, uh, might get you know muscle sore or feel a little uh, down in the dumps as far as uh, being under the weather if they get a big slug. Um, so in that particular case, uh, I would break them up. But um, if your horse um, seems to handle the vaccines just fine, just because he's older, um, I wouldn't necessarily automatically break them up. Good answer. Thank you. So my next question to you is, have you heard about Duncan? Dunkirk? Duncan. Duncan, like yes. Duncan Donuts? <laughs> <laughs> like Duncan. No, no, it was Duncan the pony. Yeah, Duncan the miniature horse. Oh, there we go. Sorry. So he got. I offend him. Yes, he oh, got. Sorry. He got. Mini. Um, he had the world's first known successful total hip replacement in an equine this week. Oh wow! No, I haven't heard that. Yes, I just kind of was interested in what your what your if you had a thought on that. Apparently, he dislocated his left hip joint. Yeah. Damaged yeah. it irreparably. He had extensive damage to the head of the femur. 
and some surgical specialists in Liverpool, of course it would be in Liverpool, wouldn't it, um, actually performed this successfully using state-of-the-art implants designed for large dogs. Yeah, so that can, my, my thoughts on that are um, miniature horses can, some of that stuff can happen. I actually have a client that has a mini that has a prosthetic leg. Wow. Um, and the, uh, so that is possible in miniatures because some miniatures are actually um, no, you know, no bigger than, than large dogs. So the problem we have with large horses is uh, just failure of the, of the uh, implant, you know, just from the weight. And so on a, on a, you know, lighter animal, like a miniature, um, those things can happen. And there aren't a lot of places that obviously do that because it's not very common. Um, but they are out there. Um, so Pretty it's, interesting, uh, it's always possible. So Alicia, do you have a question to surprise Dr. K on? Oh gosh, I'm sure he gets, he gets asked this all the time. Like we said earlier, is there any, uh, new developments in, in, uh, colic surgery and in kind of, uh, making it, I want to say more, uh, more effective, more, you know, yeah. a better survival rate. None of want. us like colic. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, obviously, um, obviously, there's not anything new or, you know, uh, crazy out there that um, would increase survival rate as far as um, colics go. Um, and as far as, uh, obviously, the best, the best thing to do is, if possible, not you know, have surgery on the horse if that's possible. Um, but colic surgery, depending on the severity of the bowel involved, um, can, you know, uh, gives you kind of a prognosis. Um, it's tough on horses um, to have resected bowel. If they have dead bowel and they have to cut that bowel out and then resect the good end to the good end, it's obviously very difficult on them. And, um, but, uh, you know, that's kind of, a, again, kind of a case-by-case -case basis. But there's no crazy, um, there's no, unfortunately, there's no... There's no light on the horizon. Golden light, yeah. Nothing nothing that's out there that's uh, revolutionizing colic surgeries by any stretch. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could be the people that invented the absolute solution or preventive or... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was... Um, we need that, that, was, we uh, need that special uh, uh, equine laxative. You know, not a design flaw, you know, to have 32 feet of bow. That's a, that's yeah. a little bit of a design flaw. They're, they're amazing. They're amazing athletes and amazing animals, but it's probably one of the weakest points. Yeah, 32 feet of bowel is a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's that's a lot. Yeah, this could be a lot of problems there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, Dr. Kayon, thank you very much for joining us, as always. Um, no we problem. have one more week next week before we have cr little Christmas break and you get a Wednesday off. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I enjoy the day. And maybe one of these days we can get you in the studio. Sounds good. All right. Wonderful. Take care. Take care. Thank you. you thank you. Dr. Adam Kayon, I suggested he just be the vet for the show most of the time because he always does such a brilliant job. He looks great in that photo, too. I know. Looks really and, good. And he was I got some about, competition, was, I think. Yeah, he was worried about his hair because he didn't know we were going to be on the telly. <laughs> That's he right. He thought we were just the radio. And then and I, see, like, oh, I should have done my hair. And then I see the good-looking vet, and I'm like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I'm going to up my game. Well, you're all right. Your hair looks good because I've been rained on three times today, yeah. so you're fine. <laughs> we'll be back in just a few minutes. We're going to have Otto Thorworth on the phone with us. He was uh, Ronnie T Turcott in Disney's movie Secretariat, and he's also the author now of this amazing book, so stay with us. Otto will be with us after the break. This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. 
The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tack Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms and broadcast sponsor, Idaho's Finest Alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. Special guest host, Ulysseo Zoppe from Cavallo Equestrian Arts is with me, actually filling in as I threw him straight under the bus when he arrived and said, you want a co-host? Uh, my co-host, unfortunately, is out not very well this week, so he jumped right in and is doing a great job. Uh, thank you so much for being it's with us. Fantastic! I'm having so much fun. I know, right? And you get yeah. to talk to all these amazingly famous people, like I'm my so friend Otto Thorworth. He, of course, was the jockey that played the part of Ronnie Turcott in Disney's Secretariat movie, and did an absolutely fantastic job. I met him at a Secretariat festival several years back, and loved him, and thought what a great guy he was. And then we stayed in touch, and. I'm still trying to get him to Ocala, but until then, we have him on the phone and we have his book that just recently came out when I got back from the Breeders' Cup. Uh, it was in my mailbox, and what a fantastic book it is. Everybody needs a copy of this. Otto, thank you for being with us on the show. Uh, my pleasure. Yes, lovely to have you back uh, with us. Tell us just a little bit before we talk more about the book, about your experience um, playing Ronnie Turcott in in such a prestigious movie as Disney's Secretary, what a big deal that that was for you. Yeah, it was it was huge. I mean, it was an opportunity of a lifetime to be able to work, you know, with Disney, and then a director like Randall Wallace, you know, co-starring with Diane Lane, John Malkovich, you know, James Cromwell. I mean, it was just it was a once in a lifetime opportunity and a great movie i mean and a great movie i love it god i loved it i i spent some time at meadow event park the birthplace of secretariat oh really and awesome. uh i did uh i did their equestrian festival there with my show and so i was actually uh at the first screening of the documentary of of the about the owner of secretary which her her name yeah. slips my mind right Penny. now yeah yeah so i yeah. saw this amazing documentary and it was just you know, I was there as was, was VIP. It was awesome. Yeah, really, yeah. really awesome experience. Yeah. Uh, Otto, that was a, an amazing time for you, I know, and, uh, and, and really a, a life-changing experience, which brings me really to um, a championship ride, um, which indeed is, you know, Secretariat was a champion, um, and, and you getting this opportunity and then taking your opportunity and turning it into something that kind of everybody can, can learn from here. Um, tell us a little bit about what inspired you uh, to write the book. Well, I mean, I, I've, since the movie, it really gave me a platform uh, to go. I speak at churches all over the place, uh, youth conferences, you know, just uh, I've spoken in front of governors, even one of the roles from Scotland. <laughs> you know, I've got it's really opened a lot of doors. And each time I share my story or my testimony, you know, it, it just blows me away at how many people get touched by different aspects of it. It's not, it's never just, you know, oh, you were in a movie. It's all the different pieces that brought that together. And for really almost eight years, I've been trying to write this book and just trying and trying. I'd start it and I'd get two, three chapters and I'd just hit the brick wall and get the writer's cramp, you know, and just could, could never seem to finish it. And then uh, this last year, when the COVID lockdown happened, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, take another run at this thing. And, and it went smooth. And I mean, I went, I, I wrote the whole book in probably less than two months. I mean, it, it was wow. just, it just flowed. Wow. wow. Good time to do it. 
Yeah. At least you kept busy a little bit, huh? That's right. Like the rest of us going crazy. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about um, what challenges that you faced um, in your life that made you bring you to where you are and the miracle that got you to where you are today. Well, I mean, as you read, you know, when you read the book, you so many people, I mean, even people that I'm really close friends with, you know, as they read the book, they're like, wow, I just, you know, there's so much I didn't know that I, you know, I thought I knew you, but there was so much. And, you know, there were so many challenges for me uh, coming up never being around horses my entire life i mean i never rode a horse till i was 18 years old wow you know and got That's out wild. of high school went to work as a hot walker you know left i never left the state of arkansas drive to you know uh, chicago illinois living on the backside. you know i see three people killed that summer you know just i mean a lot was thrown at me in a short time you know that could have easily discouraged me to go back home and just you know go to school like my parents wanted me to and um but pressing through those things you know i learned you know they, they became a part of me and you know and that's what's really made it so neat now is going through all of that uh working as a hot walker living on the backside, and you know being a jockey being an exercise rider as which now my job is a track chaplain all that stuff kind of comes back around you know i'm able to work with these people on the backside, and i've been where they're at you know i've lived the life that they're in i can understand it and, and that makes a huge difference so you know that that was a big part of it and then you know of course like you said getting the part in the movie you know that was completely god ordained um the whole way i mean from the time you know i quit racing walked away and God calls me back, and I swore I'd never go back to the racetrack. And yet I ended up back at the racetrack following God's call. And, you know, he called me back because he had a champion for me. And as the title of the book says, it was no, no ordinary chance. That's amazing, that right? something. That's amazing, really amazing. That's incredible how that, how that happens, how you yeah. get put right where you need to be at the right time yep. so that the right miracle can happen. And then who knows how many other lives that like you said, that you've touched in different parts of the book that have touched different people because that's kind of how it happens. You know, everybody has their own story and your, uh, your testimony can be, can be quite something in, in any one chapter. And actually, you've given me hope because I have a book written in my head that's been written for like several years now. And I've definitely got writer's block. I don't know if it's because I don't really want to write it yet, if I'm not quite ready. Is it, yeah. I'm curious, is it a fictional story? Well, that was is one it of my a, big things. I always your story? kept saying, well, oh, you know, wow. I don't feel like my story. I think you got to get that out over. there. You know, and, you know, it's like there's a whole, I'm only 50 years old. You know, there's a lot more left in my story. Should I write it now? But I, I just kind of got the feeling that, you know, it was time to put this part of my life on in a book. And, you know, because people love secretary and they can relate to that. And, so I wanted to get that out there, you know, and, you know, there's nothing that says I can't write another book in 20 years about what's happened since from now on. Right, you know? exactly. There can be three books, yeah. you know, they can be in stages. I think one of the reasons I haven't finished, well, I've written it in my head, but the reason I haven't got it on paper is because I feel like it needs to have a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for that one. I know, I feel like it isn't everything. I don't watch movies that don't have a happy ending because I don't like it. <laughs> it has to have a happy ending, so I've been sort of like, well... That was one of the things with me when I, when I wrote the book. Of course, you know, the climax of my story is getting in the movie Secretariat, and after I submitted it to the publisher, you know, she's like, okay, well, we got to start off with this prophecy, and I'm like, that's the climax. How do we start <laughs> You know, I was like, I'm completely lost on this idea. But, you know, the woman, uh, lady I worked with was Karen Hart, and uh, she was out of Oklahoma. And she was also a very strong Christian woman. And she was just so good and patient with me, teaching me, because I never wrote before. You know, I journaled, you know, all my life. But, uh, you know, she really helped me tell my story and not only tell it, but use it to help others to find 
their story. Well, also, um, Gigi just came in, which means um, we're at the end of this segment already, but I just want to tell you thank you so much. It's such an honor to have you as a friend. It's such an honor to have you on the show and to have written in the front page of here to Louisa, my favorite Brit. Love Otto. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Otto, God bless you. This is an absolutely phenomenal gift, a reasonable gift for everybody for Christmas, and it is a fantastic book. Lots of life lessons. Everybody should have one. Otto, thank you. Merry thank you Christmas. For having me. Yes, take care. We got to go to break because Gigi gave us the sign, and when we come back, we're going to have a Palm Chevrolet opener for you for the second half of the show. We'll be right back. All-in removal, we offer the best service and highest quality products. Whether you need fine shavings, large flake, a custom blend, or even bag shavings, we have the bedding and removal services you need. We use only reliable late model trucks, and our team of drivers are courteous, respectful, and hardworking. We train our staff to the high standards we are famous for, and our customer service team prides themselves on being experts on our products and an advocate for our customers, helping them to maximize the value they receive. If quality and service matter, give us a try today. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to FeedDAC.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> like the welcome back to the second mm. half of the horse talk show presented by palm chevrolet your hometown chevy experience thank you to larson farms our broadcast sponsor idaho's finest alfalfa and yes that is me on a bale of the finest alfalfa in idaho quick shout out for the pulse center of ocala if you do something like cavallo equestrian arts and you do lots of like activities with horses and you ride a lot and you're an equestrian, you're jumping or you're eventing or you're racing, you're a jockey, you should be going to Pulse Center of Ocala because the PEMF wave they have is the best and you can get in there and have a free demo. Just mention the Horse Talk Show and they'll set up a time for you to come in and you will find out what it's like to feel much, much better. That event flyer that was just up was for an incredible show that Olicio Zoppe is going to tell us more about. He's guest co-hosting with me today, and I'm absolutely delighted to have him here as a guest and talk a little bit about what he does. So this weekend, uh, three days, there's going to be an absolutely phenomenal show that you can go and see. Cirque Maceo, it's gonna be incredible experience. It's gonna be at the Livestock Pavilion. Uh, tickets are on sale. What a wonderful way to get out and enjoy some real equestrian art. So I'm going to let Alicio tell us a little bit about how he got started in horses, a little bit of background, how nice it is to go to a show like this and already know a little bit about the people. That's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. It's my pleasure. Listen, you already told me you're funny, so just be funny. I'll try, I'll try. 
Okay. It's a lot of I'm not even laughing at your hair because I've been <laughs> rained on so much today. So. That's great. <laughs> so This um, is a fabulous photo. I know. We'll tell you about that horse later, by the way. So remember that horse. Okay. <laughs> I love that. So I, I grew up in a, an equestrian circus family of, uh, you know, 200 years on both uh, sides. Uh, my mother and my father were uh, Italian equestrian acrobats. And uh, so I'm eighth and ninth generation uh, from two of the biggest families in Italy and, and uh, kind of like, a, I hate to say it, like a, a well-bred horse for the job, you know. So uh, I grew up doing that and uh, we... Uh, we what was up, your youngest age riding? Were you little, little? Oh, I started, I think I did my first show at three years old. Wow. So, uh, you know, just a small part coming in, riding, uh, riding the horse, taking a bow, you know, just getting my feet wet, so to speak. And it's exciting because I have a two-year-old daughter. She's actually going to be two on uh, January 11th. Aww. And so we're going to be putting her in the ring for the first <gasps> time in costume. Really? Yeah, so Aww. at the show here in Ocala. So I'm very excited about it. And uh, she's already a little ham. It's in her, you know. She's just, she gets excited in front of people. She's a chip off the old block, oh, right? I would say so, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So you were little when you started. Uh, you had horses in, obviously, in your family was a, a big part of your yeah. your family's life. Your did your parents do the same thing yeah. that you do? Yep, yep. So I grew up doing this, and and their parents did it, and and their parents. So it goes way, way back. And uh, so we ended up getting into the the movie bin, business in the early '90s. Or I'm sorry, late '80s. And uh, spent a lot of time in California. My father was uh, the stunt coordinator for the. Um, Universal Studios Wild West show. He trained all the horses, trained all the stuntmen to ride them. Um, you know, we'd done several uh, major motion pictures like um, First of May, also uh, the Fisher King. <coughs> excuse me, the Fisher King, uh, Jeff Bridges, Robin Williams. <coughs> excuse me, all sorts of different music videos. There's, there was a lot of film work at that time in California. Unfortunately, a lot of it is moved to other places, but uh, my dad still lives out there. Does oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that buckskin horse that was just shown, uh, that's a horse that I raised. He's a, he was a Lusitano, and uh, I raised him until the time he was 12 years old, and I was approached by uh, the, uh, the film company that made the movie The Mustang. And uh, that horse's name was Mafioso. He was a, like Mafioso. I said, Mafioso, Lusitano Gilding. So he ended up doing 90% of that major motion picture called The Mustang. And uh, the producers were just thrilled with him that uh, they relied on him heavily and he was just solid. So, And that comes from all the days that he, uh, he performed. He actually performed here in Ocala the first year. Hey. That we did our show here in 2012. So he did the Liberty Act. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome! Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch that movie again you now. Ha you'll have to, and you'll if you go through my old fit, uh, old photos of the show. I mean, you'll he's recognize him right away. Yeah. yeah. So how old is he now? I think he's 14 now. I think yeah, he's, yeah. he's right at 14. Oh, how yeah. amazing! So yeah. that's that's so cool because I know even talking to Otto from like Secretariat, I remember there was you know a variety of different horses they use for those movies because what they can't have just one horse do most of it you know it has to be broken down quite a yeah. bit yeah. so amazing to have a horse that can do 90 percent of a movie usually it's like 10 horses or more you know to do a movie because it's it's hard on them yeah, yeah. so he obviously has a very good yeah, he has a great mind, and you know he he had done countless shows, and uh, the things that they were asking of him were things that he had done thousands of times in rehearsal and in show. And uh, the other two horses that they got, they did they did some faraway riding scenes and some running scenes across the plains. Um, but uh, the actor was the one the, the main actor rode him, and he did all the major liberty work. So, so at about what age a horse like him? that you would be preparing for your show or even maybe prepping for a, a major movie role like that, how young would you start uh, that horse learning like the basics? You do the basic, all the groundwork and everything at about, what, one, two? L like anything, I mean, the, the younger, the better. The better. Um, riding, you know, we always like to wait till two or three before we start riding horses. But, you know, teaching horses ground manners, uh, voice commands inside the ring, things like liberty work, that stuff can be done very early. So, and he, I, like I said, I got him at, you know, when he was a weanling, like eight or nine months old. 
Uh, he came from a small town in Minnesota, Fergus Falls, and uh, we started right away. I mean, he was on the road right away, and you know, they they just they love it, and it becomes a lifestyle. You would enjoy my Mustang story. Yeah. Yeah. Last January, I went to the livestock pavilion just to stop in and visit the lady that I interviewed from the BLM. Uh huh. The Bureau of Land Management. I always have to add that. Yes. So you know that's yes. what I mean when I we say the BLM. Confused. <laughs> we those, get confused. Those yeah. are dangerous uh, letters <laughs> that I've not said. Right. Um, so I, I didn't go to adopt a horse. I went to say hello. Anyway, mm -hmm. shortly afterwards, I was at home with a wild Mustang that had never been touched by a human being. <laughs> and anyway, it's the best know. idea in the world. <laughs> With my life, <laughs> exactly, it's exactly. Like, what on earth was I thinking? Anyway, <laughs> I don't think I was thinking. That must have been what I was not thinking. I have a similar story. I got, uh, I'm good friends with the Kuntz family, uh, Leo Kuntz and Frank Kuntz, and they are the basically the founders and, and uh, caretakers of the Nakoda breed, which the Nakoda is very similar to a Mustang, um, wild out on the plains, but they introduce different stallions into the herd, blah, 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 blah to kind of refine it. So I got three of these wild Nakotas, and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It was a great, great learning experience. It but is a learning it's, experience. It's, it's, it it's was, a huge learning experience. It was very chilly the day that I got Flynn. And um, a couple of hours after I got home, he colicked. Oh my goodness. <coughs> Too much stress, huh? Oh yeah, you can't make it up, man. 30 degrees, me in the round pen with a wild Mustang and an, a needle full of banamine. Oh, that sounds and like a party I'd like to go to. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I stayed up all night with him. Yeah, and that's tough. That is in tough. In the morning, he was asleep on my foot. Oh, man. He went right out like a light, and I said, oh, I need a photo of this. Mm. My Mustang friends will never believe me that I tamed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a halter on quick. Nothing like a colic. We did. He had a halter on the next day. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'll tell you the rest. But I'm getting the look from Gigi which means we've got to go to break, but we've got lots more with Olicia coming back. We're going to hear more about the show and uh, more about his horses and what you can see this weekend in the horse capital of the world. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Equine Performance Center Opala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. Happy, healthy horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family-owned, licensed and insured, get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your Acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S pestcontrol.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, in the studio with guest, co-host, and guest, playing both roles this week, Olicio Zoppe from Cavallo Equestrian Arts, going to be having the amazing Cirque Maceo show this weekend in Ocala at the Livestock Pavilion. Been talking a little bit about... Um, some of what Alicio has learned over his life and his family, his background, generations of, uh, of horse training. Uh, Alicio, I, I'd like to ask you what sort of methods. So I know some trainers are, uh, some horse people, equestrians are all 
Pat Pirelli or they're all Chris Cox or they're all whoever, you know, they've got someone they follow. Um, is there anybody that you followed or is this just family? Like it's, it's, it's in the genes. It's all in the genes. It really is. Uh, you know, the, the, Pat, I, I'm not really familiar with any of their techniques just because I'm so focused on what I do. What you do, right. And, uh, but I feel like uh, there's no one technique that can be used over and over again because horses are all so different and you just have to kind of adjust with them and, and get that the flow. That I agree with 100%. Yeah. You so absolutely have to adapt. Every, every one is different and, and you have to just approach it like, this is an individual and, and there's not really... Like you specific. do people. Exactly. Just like you do people. Not everything works the same for yeah. every person, right? Yeah. You've got to kind of see... Uh, that's what I had to do the night that the Mustang colic. I had to be like, well, how's he going to how's he gonna be when I walk up to him yeah. with a needle? You have you to know? be very creative and, mm -hmm. and try to reach them and communicate and be their friend. You know, that's the biggest thing. So how many horses do you have in your performance? We have 12 horses here. And then I have a few horses at home in my ranch that are retired, that have done their time, and they're relaxing now. And I think, actually, if you're joining us on Facebook, um, I haven't been watching, but um, I think that we're going to have a little video clip here as well um, that we're going to share with you um, that kind of shows you a little bit of the excitement of, of the performance. Um, so what breeds? Do you have a variety of breeds? We have a variety of breeds. Uh, the horse that you just saw ride by, that was uh, my Frisian Stallion. We have Percheron, we have Suffolk Punch, a miniature horse. The uh, naughty. Yeah, the miniature. naughty miniature horse. Uh, quarter horses. And we have a really special breed called a Bouillonnet. A what? A Bouillonnet. And this I is a, heard of that. an endangered <laughs> French draft breed. There's only 500 left in the whole world. And uh, this horse in particular was the first horse imported to the U.S. of that breed in 118 years. So uh, it's, he's a pretty special horse. Is he's, he in this? He's in, the, he's in the show. He's actually not in this video. We've had him about two years now. And he was uh, previously a breeding stallion, a mature breeding stallion. So I was going to say, is he a stallion or a mm -hmm. gelding? So he's a gelding now? No, he's a, he's a breeding oh, he stallion. Oh, he's still a stallion. Oh, good. Yeah. We definitely didn't want to, you know, yes. limit his potential. And it, that's why it's taken a little bit longer to get him in the show because he had to, you know, calm down and realize that there's other jobs than just breeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So you have bred him to some mares? I haven't bred him yet. We've really been focused on just getting his manners uh, in check and making him a riding horse and getting him acclimated to the performance and, and all the things that we need him to do. We really don't want to confuse him by throwing in breeding and then, and then have, you know, yeah. uh, what stallions do. Yes, we don't yeah. want that. And how old did you say he is? He's now nine years old. He's I nine. got him as a seven-year-old. So... It was, you know, it was a little challenging. Um, the previous owner was actually the importer, and uh, she ran into some bad luck and, and had uh, difficulties handling him, and we were able to take him on and, and uh, really do some great stuff with him. And you have worked with him for how long? I've had him two years. Two years. Yeah. So um, what will you do um, as far as when you do decide to breed him? Is it going to be very difficult to find a mare of the same breed? Um, yeah, he would, he would, I mean, the mares, there's, I think there's five mares in the United States. So he would be breeding two, you know, uh, draft horse, draft horse mares that were looking to add some bone because he's a very traditional style draft horse, very, very heavy bone, short, stocky, a complete chunk. And that's really not what you see in draft horses anymore. They're, they're like giant uh, thoroughbreds or warm bloods and they're just as hot and, and uh, they've kind of lost the whole, you know, Pure, the, the, I would say the, the fundamentals of the breed, they've changed so much and it's very sad. And for us, especially, you know, uh, the Bareback Act, what you're seeing right here, this is an act that was really designed on the backs of traditional size draft horses. When you get a 19-hand horse and you're trying to get a consistent canner in a 42-foot ring and getting a horse that can maintain a, uh, you know, a steady gait and not be braking or speeding or, you know, irregular canner, and then there's also the, the element of falling off a 19-hand horse. It's, it definitely makes a difference when you fall from a 19-hand horse and then off of, you know, a 15-hand or 16-hand horse. Yes, no kidding. Yeah. That's a long way down. Yeah. yeah. That's how that is. That's a big deal. So tell us about your performance. How many people do you have performing in the show? So we have 10 people and uh, 12 horses, like I said. 
And uh, it's just a really tight-knit troupe. Uh, you know, the interesting thing about our show is that a lot of the artists participate in different acts and create uh, original acts. And it's just a, it's a really unique experience. It's not really like a circus. And it's, you know, we try to, we try to highlight uh, as many of the equestrian arts as we can and, uh, and create, you know, an original experience. And clearly you love your horses. Absolutely. And, absolutely. and by looking at the video, you take very good care of them because absolutely. they look wonderful. Thank you, thank you. That's you know that's what we pride ourselves in. Um, you know, I get I can almost get choked up when I talk about the relationships that I have with my horses. And my wife comes from she's from Wellington, and she grew up in a competitive a competitive jumping jumping. And her grandmother's huge in dressage. They have horses trained by Lisa Wilcox. Um, who's a very famous dressage rider wow. in, yeah. in Wellington. And so she comes from this competition world, and then I bring her into my world, and she, you know, one of the, one of the first things that she says is, the relationship that I share with my horses is very different than a lot of other people, you know. Um, I've fallen, fallen asleep outside, you know, been sleeping in my trailer or whatever it may be, to the sounds of my horses chewing. That's like, you know, that's how close I am to them. I know, I love that. You know, and, and a person chewing is yeah. like one of the most terrible things. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> if someone's smacking gum, yeah. chewing really loud, it totally grates on your nerves, right? Like yeah. you could lose your mind. But when a horse is chewing... It's the best sound in the world. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like I always hoped and thought that one day I would have a barn with an apartment above it just so I could hear my horse chewing at night. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's um, like, you know how people play music of like water trickling like a stream or a, um, you know, or a, a waterfall or something, you know, for me, it's a horse chewing. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then if you, hear, if you hear 15 of them chewing at the same time, it's oh, great. Oh, that's like music yeah. to my ears. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But I love to hear that because a lot of our listeners are very much, you know, they're animal lovers, they're horse lovers. And um, I love to hear that, that people who you know, are um, in the business, you know, making, obviously making a living, because you have mm -hmm. to make a living to support horses. Um, but it's nice to hear somebody that's making a living and traveling with horses, but clearly loves his animals. That's yeah. pretty special. I think, I think people automatically have a, uh, have an idea in their head when you, when you talk about traveling and doing shows for entertainment with animals or, or horses that you know the horses aren't cared for or they're not loved or respected and it's that's absolutely not true I and mean, that's 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 not the case at all we've been doing this a long time and the the, the first the first uh, <laughs> the first thing that comes to our minds is how are the horses have the horses eaten uh, do they need water it's like that's that's what we live for that's what we do we feed our horses before we feed us hold yeah. that thought we have one more segment with Alicia. I'm getting the look from Gigi. Right, Gigi? Mm -hmm. We'll be That's back. Right. <laughs> we'll be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a salt water spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. Acres Pest Control offers a variety of professional pest control services for farm owners, residential and commercial customers. Control pests, fire ants, mosquitoes, rodents and more. Also offering fly misting systems with speedy response, friendly service and effective pest control techniques. No contracts and affordable, effective pest control. Acres, A-K-E-R-S, is the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure, the best sales staff, and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, find new roads. 
Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show, flew by this week. Um, just saying hi out there to Paulette. Paulette, we miss you. She's our regular co-host on the show. She should be back in January. She had COVID earlier um, this month, but she's recovered now and feeling much better, and we'll be looking forward to having her back. I'm Louisa Barton, our special guest co-host in the studio. Uh, I have Olicio Zoppe from Cavallo Equestrian Arts, and uh, very excited this week to have an incredible show uh, that is going to be going on at the Livestock Pavilion. And um, so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Alicia. That is correct, yes. And the times? Uh, Friday is 7 p.m., okay. Saturday is 4 and 7, and Sunday is 1 and 4. So you're in two shows in a day. We are. How about that for a workout? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been on vacation for nine months, so i got to get some work in. <laughs> now, how, how do you, is it difficult to get back kind of into the swing of it after that, that much time? Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, getting a little bit older now, so, uh, yeah, we, there, was, there was a lot of preparation for this, and, and the first show is always, you know, you, know, you get nervous. Get nervous, yeah. got a little nervous, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and how many years have you been doing the show? Um, I, the show itself was started in 2012, and so we, uh, one of the first towns that we played was Ocala at the Livestock Pavilion, so it's, it's exciting to be back and, and kind of do full circle. I mean, the show has changed and grown so much since those, those days. Wow, Definitely. that's yeah. incredible. How exciting. Yeah, it's super exciting. So in a normal year, if it wasn't for the big C, which we all don't mm -hmm. really like talking about, how many towns would you generally go to in the course of a year? You know, it really depends. Each each booking year is different. You know, so sometimes we'll do more shows, sometimes we'll do less. Um, I would say between 12 and 15 events a year. Wow. Yeah. So you're on the road a fair bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of them are weekends, some of them are 10-day events. Um, we, you know, we... Uh, we've taken horses to Hawaii three times uh, for the wow. Hawaii State Fair. Yeah, we've also taken horses to Alaska three times. So uh, yeah, we do do a fair bit of, bit of traveling, and uh, it's it is very exciting. And home is where now? Our, my home is just outside of Sarasota, and it's a little town called Mayaca City. Now, so you're not far. No, my no. brother lives in Sarasota. That's just a hop, skip, oh, yeah. and a jump. Yeah, Sarasota's awesome. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. It's almost as nice as Ocala. <laughs> That's so, um, your favorite place to go and do the show? You can mm. say Ocala if you want. I, okay. I really do enjoy Ocala. Uh, Honolulu was nice. Oh. I like Honolulu. Okay. I think we I, might have trouble competing there. And Las Vegas. I enjoyed doing it in Las Vegas, yeah. Really? Yeah. Good, good audience. Good Great vibe. audience. And I mean, it's the entertainment capital of the world. I mean, you feel like you've arrived when you're doing a show on the Las Vegas Strip. So, how about a funny story? Funny story, God. There's so many. Okay. Where well, do pick I start? Your, I, I think pick I'm your favorite throw, one or two. I think I'm gonna throw my wife under the bus. Go first. for it. So um, <laughs> her hair piece. You know, a, a lot of the girls will wear hair pieces. You know, and and uh, you know, she's lost her hair piece uh, a number of different ways in the show. Trick riding. So that's it's very good. Hanging upside down doesn't always work so good with a hair piece. <laughs> Do people notice? Oh yeah, oh, Do yeah. They? and then you just got to go with it. You just got to laugh, like, right? Yeah, you got to make a laugh out of it, and so yeah. Anything, anything awful that's ever happened? Awful, God, um, not really. More awful than losing your happy? No, not <laughs> no. really. Not really too awful. Um, all the girls usually keep all their clothes on during the show. Oh, that, that, that mm. you just lost like half know, my audience. I know. There, we go. there we go. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> Close. We've had some close calls. <laughs> so no flying pieces no, of uh, no. article of clothing. No. No. Most difficult horse you've ever trained. Have you had a tough Ooh, one? Yeah. Uh, we talked a little a little bit earlier about those Nakotas. One of the one of the flyers that you're you're putting up on on the screen is my wife with blue eye makeup, and that's this Nakota stallion named Toro, and he he was extremely challenging because. Uh, you know, I've trained green horses many, many times, but I I didn't realize how different a wild horse is than a green horse, and uh, that's a, that's a lesson Toro taught me. Yeah, it <laughs> is a, it is a different experience. It's huge. Because I have had a lot of green horses, but that yeah. was my first Mustang this year, yeah. and I've never done that before, and it is different. It's yeah. a totally different experience than a horse that has been domesticated for 
you yeah, know, yeah. even if it's young and green, it's not the same as wild off the plains. <laughs> yeah, and and I think the the scariest thing for me is knowing that, uh, you know, that horse could have the ability to come forward instead of going away from me. You know what I mean? I know. So, I so know. that's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Running away because they're yeah. scared is one thing, but when they're coming at you, it's like, yeah. hmm, now yeah. what? Yes. That was a good one. I know. I was very fortunate with my, with my Mustang. That was not the case, but he wasn't feeling very well, so who knows what might have, yeah. might have been, right? So um, favorite horse of a lifetime? Ooh, I have... I probably have two. I would say my very first horse was a leopard spot Appaloosa. And I was, I think, 10 years old when my dad gave me him. And uh, I just lost uh, oh. uh, my halflinger stallion, Romeo, who had been with me um, since the beginning of my career. I, I could cry now. I, I, Don't, because it'll um, get me going, because I, um, I cry like a baby. He was with me since the beginning of my my uh, career as a uh, as a an equestrian performer on my own so he had toured with me um, 20 years we worked together so that's how I am about my 35 year old yeah I know tough. I've often said to people you may as well just put me in the same hole when yeah. he goes because I don't quite know what I'm going to do without him he's like been the love of my life for 28 years yeah so that's hard it's, yeah so um, I just lost him this summer so that I'm was sorry Super tough, super, yes. super tough. Yeah, that's yeah. very, very hard. But we have some nice, beautiful young horses coming up, and they're very promising. But, uh, you know, when you have that One kind of... One of a kind, yes. <laughs> when you have that kind of bond with a horse for so long, and, and you, like going through the photos where uh, we're doing an early cast photo for a show called Cheval Theat, which was from Gilles Saint-Croix from Cirque du Soleil, um, we're, I have him as the, the horse in my cast photo, and we're, we're both kids, you know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy how, um, I know. how long they can be with you and the impact that they I know, can have. I was a, like a kid, pretty much, when mm. I got Sonny. I mean, I think now all the things I've been through with him, and probably the times I should have found him a home, you know, yeah. when things were a little tough at times, and, yeah. and I didn't. I hung on and hung on, and now he's like, you know, I know what he's thinking, mm -hmm. and he knows what exactly. I'm thinking, and he always knows where the carrots are. Yeah, it's very smart, <laughs> very very smart. Yeah. But I know yeah. what you mean. You get a bond with one like that, and it's really, yeah, not ever replaceable. No, no, no. Top of your bucket list. Top of my bucket list for the show. The for show. You. The Personally, for you. Top of my bucket list. Do the I show really in England. I would really, you know, I've always <laughs> dreamed of wanting to take my show to Europe because, again, the European uh, skill level and is is just something that we've, you know, we're 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 Italians, so we kind of hold ourselves to that. But doing a, doing a show in Italy where my my mother's family there and you you know, our cousins and all that could see would really be amazing. That would be incredible, yeah. wouldn't it? Be yeah. like a be sort of a heritage yeah. type yeah. of a take it back to yeah that yeah. would be really a neat experience i think yeah and then personal bucket list personal bucket list hmm that's a tough one there's a lot i want to do there's a lot i don't know <laughs> to a lot yeah, to do right there's a lot a lot left and this year has been yeah tough. we've 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 definitely been affected by this uh, as everybody but uh, you know, being in the entertainment business and and uh, having to provide for horses, it's been extremely challenging. Alicia, we are at the end of the can't believe the final segment. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really an honor. We're going to pop that flyer up one more time. Um, please make sure you get your tickets uh, to this incredible. Really, uh, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. A beautiful event. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week in the horse capital and you, I think you'll really really enjoy this it'll be very entertaining uh, we thank you for joining us uh, this week and I uh, hope you enjoyed the show whether you oh we've got some links up there if you're on Facebook so make sure you uh, you like us on Facebook find us on YouTube the horse talk show TV uh, Twitter Instagram and whether you are in Ocala Marion County Florida the horse capital of the world or not happy horsing around until the same time next week <laughs>